0: Whoever you are, drop your weapons. This ends now. (laughs) Did you miss me as much as I missed you? My. Did you really think that you could leave me to rot in a Klingon prison and not suffer any repercussions? As soon as I find out what's so special about your ship, I'm gonna sell it to the Klingons. Do you hear me, Captain? I'm going to sell your ship to your mortal enemy and in so doing, destroy any chance your federation has of winning this war. Hey everybody, welcome to, um... <laughs> Trek Trudge. What's this one? Trek Trudge Discovery. Right episode number seven. seven um magic to make the sanest man go mad which is of course as i knew from the top of my mind is a reference to i believe the iliad aha uh-huh. right <laughs> i'm joined today of course by my co-host um partner in crime, trek crime like much like harvey mudd criminal uh james sheaves
1: hi that's very generous thanks
0: is it harvey mudd it's
1: it's it's harvey harvey denton harvey denton fenton
0: we're off to a really good start here do you think i should start over again or is it's all that good No, we're doing great this is all
1: this is um i mean uh some of the reviews that I've seen have adopted the time loop mechanic uh, for, mm-hmm. the, for the review itself as a kind of like meta touch, which is like, that's real cute and all, but it actually makes the review very annoying to watch.
0: Yeah, that sounds, uh, sounds really, you know, that sounds, <laughs> sounds really self indulgent to me. <laughs> like, un- yeah, almost borderline unprofessional.
1: So, if it's all right with you, I'd just like to keep time going linearly.
0: Yeah. If well, we can. So my first take on this episode, and just as a uh, reminder to the audience, this is a classic um, format of a a time loop where we're repeating the same events multiple times, Mm -hmm. trying to use repeat um, repetition of the event to learn our way out of the problem. Um, My initial take is that this is, to me, uh, a very – Interesting spin on this concept because I don't know if we've ever seen this um format used where the um primary protagonist was not the one that was sort of in the know with regard to yeah. the time loop where we're seeing glimpses of the time loop but we are sort of in the role of the passive um stooge that doesn't really yeah, understand Yeah kind of
1: Mhm um, so in preparation for this one, I went back and I rewatched all the other time loop episodes mm-hmm. of all the other Star Treks. Uh, so obviously the most famous one is, uh, cause and effect. Right. Um, which, which features captain Fraser of the starship, uh, cheers. Yep. Um, Frase. Uh, and I, I forget why I was mentioning this. Oh, right. Um, uh, Dr. Crusher is kind of the protagonist of that episode. Like most of it kind of follows her figuring out that it's a time loop, and she experiences deja vu. In mm-hmm. in, in the, the physics of this one, there's no deja vu. No one remembers anything except for Stamets, who has special DNA. Yeah. Um,
0: they might have started to remember after N iterations. I think yeah. we only got a total of 54 or 56.
1: Um, Probably a few more. Yeah. Um, and... Uh why was I talking about Dr. Crusher? Because she Okay, I don't remember. She um, was the but...
0: one that was getting the deja vu. Does this mean that she's maybe related to Stamets?
1: Yeah, she's she's uh he's he's her grandfather.
0: I mean, I think being a doctor is a hereditary trait. That's true. And yep. he's a doc he's I mean, he he's not a doctor, but he's um, in a a relationship with one. Right. (laughs) That's that's science.
1: So yeah, so they produce babies Mm -hmm. from that relationship because that's how.
0: And my so-called life have a baby. Yep. I'm pretty sure that would be probably possible by now to have two, like make a, a, a a a baby out of two male sets of dna right
1: oh it certainly wouldn't be for lack of trying
0: because you could inject the <laughs> you could inject the um the the genome of mm. a male sperm theoretically into a an ova and then, yeah you know get rid of all the useless, yeah, just wipe out all the icky useless female female <laughs> right and then you have the perfect child like just loves hanging out and playing sports and (laughs) and uh you know uh just being a all-around rough and tumble guy
1: sounds really great yeah um and and somehow from that you get dr crusher eventually
0: (laughs) so what other uh, time loop episodes are there
1: um, well, Voyager did one which was kind – of, the time loop was only part of the episode, mm-hmm. and the rest of the episode was uh, Captain Janeway experiencing the afterlife. <laughs> I don't think I ever saw because that one. Of, I mean, <laughs> like, of course, you, you always die at the end of time loops, right, because mm-hmm. the ship blows up. Um, uh, and so, like, they – I think they figured, oh, man, we can't do another time loop episode, people, like – It's just, you know, the same plot recycled. So they thought, oh, let's uh, let's have this other stock plot if she has to to move on to the hereafter.
0: Mm -hmm. And this is when (laughs) Um, she, um, like her afterlife is a women's prison, right?
1: Right, yeah. And she gets a Russian accent for some reason. It, It wasn't really explained very well. Um, but I, I did learn from watching all these episodes that, uh, there is actually a, a formula to the Star Trek time loop, um, mm-hmm. episode. So it, it always involves the ship blowing up. That's, yeah. that's one, uh, thing. Um, and, uh, what else is in the, oh, you always see like an anomaly, um, uh, like obviously, there has to be a reason for that. So they go, Captain, I'm sensing an anomaly up ahead, mm-hmm. and then they fly into the anomaly, and and uh, you know, that's the loop. And in this and, one, it
0: was the lights dimming, right? Uh
1: yes, yes.
0: Because of the redundant, and, the redundant power system, and and the like. Oh, you're great at parties.
1: <laughs> and the, and and they say, Captain, I'm sensing a space whale up
0: ahead. Right. But I feel so like, but I feel like that's the second anomaly, right?
1: Oh, sure. But it's the same thing. It's like they're sitting on the bridge and they see something up ahead and go like, mm-hmm. "What's the deal with that?" Space whale. Um, and uh, uh, with regards to uh, someone having special memory, uh, it's actually data that has the special memory in cause and effect because they program his brain uh, with with decions or something. Right. Uh, so so that he gets to subconsciously remember some things from loop to loop i i had remembered that it was Geordie's visor that was how they solved the the day but it, um actually it it, it wasn't it, it just mm-hmm. gave him headaches in that episode so it was oh, right. yeah. basically useless useless piece of worthless junk
0: is there a um another time loop episode
1: um, time loops kind of feature in some other episodes, but I didn't. I didn't bother with those. Like, I think mm-hmm. the one where Q's son comes to the the Voyager mm-hmm. involves a time loop somehow.
0: We should also and probably I, mention um, the the great uh, Bill Murray. Movie Groundhog's Day.
1: Right. Well, that's um, the the fascinating thing. You think that Groundhog Day is the error for this stock plot, mm-hmm. but in fact, Cause and Effect was released almost uh, entirely a year earlier. Yeah. So, Star Trek is uh, boldly going when where no one went before. Apparently, mm-hmm. can we see any
0: of the um, the uh, uh, structure? In Groundhog Day That we see in these episodes we, I think I've heard a theory mm-hmm. That the So the equivalent of the anomaly would be There's a theory that Early in the movie Bill Murray gets mm-hmm. hit in the head With a snow shovel And oh. maybe that's what uh, somehow triggers The time loop In terms of like he got some kind of brain damage That doesn't really make sense though does it
1: I don't think so I didn't see how you could learn French After being hit in the head with a snow shovel Yeah
0: well, there are stories of people uh, miraculously learning, <laughs> That's right, learning yeah. French, <laughs> but then it <laughs> so, turns out that in most cases, those people are just speaking gibberish, and the people so, that reported yeah. it just didn't know French.
1: It's anecdotal nonsense.
0: Mm-hmm. There's also a recently released horror movie, which is essentially a carbon copy of Groundhog Day. Are you
1: thinking of Triangle? Oh no, this is even more recent. It's yeah. the death day. Happy Death Day. Yeah, yeah. Which is about a right, well.
0: a sorority um co ed mm-hmm. who um repeats her birthday the uh, the day on which she's murdered and has many attempts to solve the crime. Um yeah. one of the uh an interesting wrinkle on this is that every time she dies, it it, it uh, sort of damages her body a little bit more. So she has a limited number of uh, attempts before she Ow. permanently dies. It's a little uh, bit a um, iffy because, twist. like, she'll she'll like explode in a car accident, and then like, well, what would the damage from that be? Like complete incineration and obliteration? But it it seems to be just shows some like liver damage or something. So, but another another interesting thing about that movie is uh is that apparently Groundhog's Day Groundhog Day is a movie in it, and her companion knows about Groundhog Day, but he doesn't bring it up until the very end of the movie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That was um I I guess he was trying to be considerate of her feelings.
0: Yeah, well, was it was like a cute like aside at the end, but then like but it probably would have helped. Like the story somehow. Mm. Anyway, time loops. Time
1: loops, lots of time loops. Can we quickly um, so get into the feasibility
0: of time loops in reality? Oh. Okay. Um, Do you think there's any uh, any uh, precedent or possibility of time loops being a real thing?
1: Well, there is the theory of the Mobius. No, mm-hmm. no, not plausible. No, that's a okay. that's a that's a wharf line. <laughs> I found it um, to be one of the the most awkward lines in all of uh, the Next Generation is is his line about the theory of the Mobius.
0: Is it's it like, more what, awkward than what, his? What, uh, sorry, go ahead.
1: What journals have you been reading where they where they have the theory of the Mobius, Mr. Worf? It was probably in one of
0: his like uh, Klingon men's health <laughs> magazines, <laughs> just padding it out. Um. Uh. I was going to ask if it was okay. more awkward than his Neutrogena T-gel commercial. Um, I, I'm going to go with less awkward. Okay, You've seen the Neutrogena T-gel commercial, right?
1: I'm familiar with uh, such products. I had no idea that uh, our, our friend, Mr. Worf, had um, advertised one.
0: Well, I'll tell you how you can find it. I actually, there's a um, thread in the, Star Trek shitposting group, um, in which you commented. I saw your name, and I responded with a link to the Worth Neutrogena T Gel hmm. commercial. So, if you huh. dig that up; you'll find it.
1: Sometimes I um I turn off notifications <laughs> on those posts. <laughs> yeah, they just because otherwise get a I'll be uh... bombarded with comments all day.
0: yeah, I, uh, I, I, ha- I have to do that pretty frequently. So. Um, uh how does this episode play out
1: with a lot of uh Wyclef Jean right and he's 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 canon now in Star Trek so let's talk about
0: that as the party so I feel that this is the first time we've seen a party in Star Trek with sort of contemporary music what would the the equivalent of this party be in today's day and age like would this be like the party in like Titanic where everybody's listening to like fiddle music and doing like jigs but like in current <laughs> modern age
1: um so uh this is like what 2260 or something mm-hmm. so that's 250 years in the future okay. so what was 250 years ago it was like the 1750s Lutes?
0: uh yeah like, like
1: fife. 17,
0: fife music probably
1: yeah um Look, I, I I, probably ain't going to come to that party if you mm-hmm. decide to invite me, so sorry.
0: I mean, I think it leads to questions about sort of what the nature of popular culture is within the Star Trek universe. Yeah. Um, I think there's an argument to be made where it seems that as we enter the sort of information age that nothing ever seems to get out of date like it seems like Uh, sort of appreciation for 80s music and 90s music and 2000s -hmm. music for example is all sort of just coexisting simultaneously maybe that trend will continue and nothing will ever truly (laughs) be dated anymore
1: yeah it'll continue for 200 years yeah Yeah, well, I guess um, uh, now that we're post-scarcity in terms of of media because things uh, can be reproduced just by clicking a button, uh, that that will change how things age, age. sure. Well,
0: isn't it kind of strange, like, for example, like the new Super Mario Brothers game just came out recently, Super Mario Mm -hmm. Odyssey, and it just reminds me that, like, all these kids that are playing this game, they're they're just as familiar with the original Super Mario Brothers as I am, you know? But it came out thirty years ago. So it's, eh. this, is, this is something where it's just like pop culture will just continue to compound on itself but nothing will go away.
1: Forever. Uh, gosh, you make it you make it sound so grim. <laughs> um I feel what... like they maybe
0: they should have tried to do remember in um Starship yeah. Troopers, when they tried to have like some futuristic sounding pop song playing and for some reason they got like futuristic, transparent, plastic fiddles to play?
1: Um, I don't remember that scene in Starship Troopers. Well,
0: they should have attempted something like that, I think.
1: Right, yeah. It's it's hard, you know, because you want shorthand, particularly when you're going to have to play this sequence, you yeah, know, a, a dozen times over the episode. Uh, but then the... the <laughs> you're going to have Wyclef Jean assaulting you a dozen times over the episode. Um what I've seen people comparing it to is uh, the the previous parties that scenes that we've seen are like there's one in star Trek insurrection mm-hmm. um, where uh, it's, it's actually very 19th century. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's hors d'oeuvres and um, classical music, you know, like a, like a string quartet or something. And uh, Picard's wandering around in his dress uniform and, mm-hmm. and whatever. It's just like very stuffy, um, in comparison to this cool party where they're playing beer pong. Yeah. Um, uh, and you know what? Um, it, it's it's probably more plausible that they'd be playing music from the 2000s than, you know, music from uh, whenever Haydn was alive.
0: Yeah. that's. I think that was like a, a running joke that I always had with, uh, my brother, when we, we we would watch Star Trek The Next Generation, like, what would classical music really be in the 24th century? Like, would maybe, it would be just as likely for Picard to go into his ready room and start playing some, like, classic gangster rap music as it is he would be playing Haydn or, or Beethoven or something. Um, mm-hmm. That's probably a little bit off because I think, gangster rap music would probably be more the equivalent of like folk music um or like like uh like i was saying like the titanic like more more of like a like a, a people's music where, uh right as opposed to like the this highfalutin um classical music which is still exists and uh doesn't ever really go out of style
1: mm-hmm um uh, and um, the the existence of the party and and Burnham not being very much fun at the party um, uh, that already provides a little kind of uh, contradiction with with the tie-in novel Desperate Hours that oh, I finished wow. reading. Well, because she's actually supposed to be pretty good at parties in mm-hmm. in that one, and it's Saru that's bad at parties. But um, uh, I. I, I guess just retconning it, uh, it. The parties that were described in the novel were probably more of the Captain Picard wandering around listening to Haydn uh, yeah. variety than the beer pong, Wyclef Jean Yeah, variety. it sounds
0: like maybe those were like more like um, official gatherings as opposed to like fraternizing. Like, <laughs> yeah. I just realized I was really far away from my microphone. Sorry, sorry, audience. Really, un- really unprofessional. Now caster. we're
1: getting up close and personal. Yeah.
0: This is much better. So we get at some pa-
1: romantic fun tension. Fun parties. Building. Yeah. Um, uh, I didn't take any notes about the romance plot. It's, it's cute, though, I guess. It's nice.
0: Well, I wanted to share some uh, an interesting article with you from Entertain- right. Entertainment Weekly, circa July 27th, 2017. Mm-hmm. And, um, listeners will, we'll clue you in, but I'm just going to send it to, uh, to James first to, um, okay. to get a reaction here. So I'm going to send you the link.
1: Ugh. Oh, cast three actors as Klingons. And we have, I think that's Chris Obi, mm-hmm. uh, Mary Chifo. And, oh, is that Shazad Latif? <laughs> hi <laughs>
0: Uh, looks like him, doesn't it? It's mm, not awfully similar. It. I don't think that it's. Um, what's the other guy's name? The uh, Pakistani serial killer.
1: Uh, Javid Iqbal. Um, no, no. Um, uh, there was a there was a reshuffling of the cast. Didn't you know?
0: Okay, so so you're saying that this guy is not a Klingon.
1: Well, clearly not, because you can see that he doesn't have uh, a funny forehead.
0: Right. Not He's in a this human man, not in this, this picture. I mean none of them have funny <laughs> foreheads. Um is this well, not a smoking he, gun that um Tyler is a Klingon?
1: He um well he looks like my favorite human Ash Tyler. He doesn't he doesn't look like you know my favorite Klingon Vok.
0: Vok? So wait, no, so you're not so you're not seeing this as a smoking gun?
1: No, come on. Come on. Cast a trust him.
0: They cast him as a Klingon. They cast this guy as a Klingon, and then they right, covered I'll, it I'll... up later. He's clearly, he's clearly a Klingon. I'll take okay. it
1: um, under advisement.
0: So just, I mean, just to bring the audience in, um, there's a an Entertainment Weekly article released in um, July 27, 2017, with three. Star Trek Discovery cast three actors as Klingons. The three actors are Chris Obi as Takuvma, Shazad Latif, um who will play Call. Wait, so who's Call?
1: Call is the guy who um, took over from Vok.
0: Right. So he's not Call though. From the House of Kor.
1: I, I don't think Latif, so, unless you want to make that another twist,
0: is what Tyler Asher? Is that his name?
1: Yeah, Asher Tylerman.
0: <laughs> so Shazad Latif was clearly originally cast as a Klingon. Um, whether or not you want to interpret that that he is actually Vok, I suppose, uh, is still up to uh, interpretation. But, interpretation. Uh, yeah, but we- we'll see. I, I, well, I thought you would have a stronger reaction to this, James. I thought I I thought this was really a smoking gun here, but
1: uh, all all will become clear later.
0: Yeah, or may, maybe it's going to turn out that he was call all along.
1: Yeah, that would be that would be a really fresh, exciting twist.
0: Mm-hmm. So we get some further the I think we pretty clearly see the first time loop. Um, because we we get a scene with um, Stamets sort of being his uh, new kind of blissed-out loopy self in the very first uh, iteration. Yep. Yeah. And it isn't um, until the second iteration where the first thing that's amiss is that um, Burnham and uh, Tyler do not crash into Stamets as happened in the first loop.
1: Yeah, and um, it's uh, he says, uh, "Why would you apologize for a random act of physical interaction?" Mm-hmm. Which um, are, we, uh, are we? Are we? Are we going to put a moratorium on Kevin Spacey jokes?
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no, no. It's
1: just uh, it's 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 uh, an unfortunate coloring uh, element. Yeah, uh, for the series now, I think. Yeah.
0: Well, it's it's, uh, it's 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 a little bit uh, unfair to associate the victim with his victimization, I suppose. It's
1: it's true, but um, remember who we didn't elect president, right. and who we did.
0: Right. <laughs> that's that's very true.
1: that's very true. So, uh, it's it's uh, m- merely a sign of the times we are living in.
0: Yep. And um, um, I'm sure there are a lot of uh celebrities and powerful people by the way that probably did a lot worse things than Kevin Spacey did on that night. Not to well, not to excuse Kevin Spacey, but it's I just... mean,
1: yeah. Like uh like Corey Feldman's got a Kickstarter now. because uh, right. the other the other Corey was like raped by some guy who presumably is still working.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a weird story because it was um John Grissom is the name he named, right?
1: Oh, okay. I didn't know he... He named, named a name, the
0: name. And it's, I mean, it's, of course, horrible, and it's probably true. People don't tend to make this stuff up. Yeah. Um, but it's, like, this guy's, like, a total nobody. Like, he was oh. in those two movies. And I, as far as I can tell, he's not still working. Oh. Um, so I don't really know why uh, he was being protected, like... It wouldn't. Have, huh. it, it doesn't seem like it would have been that much of an outrage for like people to go after him. So I don't really understand what's yeah. going on there.
1: Um, well, um, I, I don't pretend to understand much of it either. I'm just um, very disappointed that um, uh, it turns out that that uh, some of those entertaining people uh, do do some not great things sometimes.
0: Well, it's 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 an interesting. Uh, just to kind of get completely off the subject, it's an interesting phenomenon that's happening where it's like you would have assumed all of this was happening, but we had this weird thing where we were we would just sort of like, you know, yeah. shrug it off and say that's just like, that's yeah. that's just how stuff works. That's Even the though biz, just, man. ostensibly in any given case you would be outraged to hear about it, uh, and it seems like that's going away. Like right now, there's a petition to bar Casey Affleck from um presenting the best actress um Mm. award at the oscars because of his the allegations against him but like just last year you know he had these these pretty you know gross allegations against against him but he still got to do this like victory lap and got an oscar and like every you know everybody was like oh well you know Got to separate the man from the performance right. or something it's, like that.
1: Yeah, like Roman Polanski, etc. Yeah,
0: and it seems like that's that's actually going away in a very sort of real and organic way that isn't just like paying paying lip service to the right thing whilst continuing to, continuing to do the yeah. wrong thing.
1: Brave New World. Yeah. Um. Um, meanwhile, back on the spaceship, uh, discovery, mm-hmm. gee, um, uh, what's, ha- oh, so Harry Mudd's back. Mudd's back. Um, uh, I, I went back and I watched all the other Harry Mudd episodes as mm-hmm. well, uh, in, in prep for this one. Um, and, uh, I didn't, I didn't realize, but his wife, um, is, uh, uh, kind of a, a, a figure who looms large in those other episodes as well, mm-hmm. um, which I guess we'll, we'll get to talking about later. Yeah. Um,
0: so Mud uh, has this big plan to um, basically steal the Discovery and sell it to the Klingons. Yeah. Uh, and he does this by hiding a spaceship inside of a space whale... Um, and and using a time crystal to reset the timeline repeatedly until he knows everything he he needs to know to steal the ship. I will say, by the way, that I did a very similar Uh thing on um when I played a lot of Nintendo um and like video game emulators. Um, Uh there was a save, save state game
1: and you'd go back and um,
0: well, there was keep... like a, a save state option and, and load state option where you could, you could set to be button con- controllers on uh, buttons on your controller. So you can literally uh-huh. just hit L one to save the state and L two to load the state. So I basically start a level as soon as I died. All right. sorry, I would save the state every time I got past an obstacle. And if I ever uh-huh. died, I would just reload the old state and I'd, do it over and over and over again until basically i would get yeah. through the whole level without getting hit ever because i would never accept <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so like if you string all those together all the successful runs you would just see like this perfect speed run through the level but it of yeah. course it took me much longer to do I,
1: I think that i i do that for like racing games i have like a really high win ratio because whenever i'm about to lose i just restart the race yeah
0: yeah yeah, that's what you got to do. It's, it's really inefficient otherwise, because you got to watch like yep. the the oh place third place. Uh, here are the scores. Let's reload the whole thing. Now you're
1: now you're worse, mm-hmm. but it makes me feel re- better, and it's a real indication of my skill.
0: Yeah, oh, it is trial and, <laughs> trial and, trial, and, trial and error.
1: Um, so uh, part of uh, uh, this this plan involves vaporizing uh, people as many times as possible including the captain mm-hmm. um, now um, the the I think the original phaser vaporization effect was in wrath of Khan I'm, I'm not quite sure but I know that th- that film did feature the effect and it's always kind of bothered me like it's very clearly something that you do when you're kind of on like an effects budget like mm-hmm. it, it, it's presumably still an effect that costs money but mm-hmm. um what what kind of bothers me about the effect is so you'll see a person like dissolve and evaporate but like say um everything below their neck will have evaporated but the head still stays floating in the same place
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's like gra- gravity doesn't apply to it because it's just an effect that's been rotoscoped rotoscoped on top of an actor um, y- you dig? You get me?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, and th- this episode uh, has like various phaser vaporization effects, and um, I was initially impressed that they kind of seemed to um avert this problem because one of them is like uh, it, it like melts the captain, and he just kind of uh, and so it like. When he dissolves, his parts don't stay in the one place; they melt mm-hmm. and they fall down. So, so hooray! They they solved my problem there. And another mm-hmm. problem that I have is it's just the surface of the person that evaporates. Yeah. Um. And they presumably that that's too, yeah. Yeah, because there's in one of them you see like the skeleton and stuff. But mm-hmm. then, um, when they uh, use the the dark matter, the weaponized dark matter mm-hmm. on uh, Tyler and um, Burnham, uh, it's Pretty much just, you know, the exact same thing that, that I had the big problem with. Like they, they dissolve, but they don't. We don't see any insides, and we don't mm. um, like their bits don't fall down. Gravity doesn't apply to them. So yeah. you know, nice try, discovery, but you yeah, you fucked right. it.
0: It's never really occurred to me that the, it is a little strange. It's like everything <laughs> stays where it's supposed to be, even though their legs might be gone. their, their head is still floating there somehow. Maybe the like, maybe the explanation is that it just happens really quickly, but really we're quickly. seeing like a really slowed down version of it for for like uh, just for for our own benefit mm. or something.
1: I think it's it's also possibly due to like ratings reasons because like I mean like you know if you vaporize someone and you like oh there's no guts and uh, no no bits like fall off then you know it's violent but it's it's okay.
0: Yeah, it's almost just like erasing them from the show rather than actually killing them. Yep.
1: So, you know, that's 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 my spiel on that bit. So,
0: um, mud, um, blows up the ship. This um, is it, this is probably the earliest in any of the series where the ship has blown up. Am I mistaken um, there?
1: Yeah, I guess so. They 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 blew up the Baran not the Baran, the um the sister ship. So Deshensa. we have seen Oh yeah. <laughs> no. no, not the We Deshensa. have seen a uh, Discovery esque ship blow up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm but talking about the like
0: the ship. the Discovery versus or the, the Enterprise or the Voyager. Is that what the ship was called in Voyager?
1: Um it, yeah, it was called The Voyaging, the USS Voyage. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, the uh, Enterprise NX-01 might have blown up at one point because I think they had a time loop episode as well. Um, but presumably because that was the most recent show before Discovery, they probably put some additional twists on it. So maybe it wasn't right. a classic the ship time loop.
0: But what I'm saying is I think they've all blown up, but this is probably the earliest in the series where it's – it's blown up. I think it took a while for the Enterprise to blow up in the next generation, for example.
1: Oh, you mean the earliest in the particular series? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh cause and effect was a very late um episode, I think, like season four or five or yeah. something.
0: It just seems like they're getting that out of the way pretty quickly. Like right. the ship has been destroyed now. Um yeah. it's back, but it was And it blown was up. fun and it was
1: spectacular.
0: Yeah. I was I drift away from my microphone again. It's really I'm really bad at this. I should suspend my podcasting license <laughs> it's a uh, It was like uh, Another Crossfield class Starship that was blown Crossfield,
1: yeah the, That's USS the name yeah. That was a um uh, A test pilot A United States test pilot I understand The Crossfield? The, the guy Crossfield
0: Oh, the name Okay
1: it's like, you know, you gotta name things after things, right? Yeah. Um I I thought I guess it's just a function of um oh we have to fit this many vaporizations into the episode, but golly, people seem like awfully willing to just kind of face their like instant annihilation yeah. in this episode.
0: I think that's an interesting like, I, I think that's probably due to um Starfleet training.
1: Uh huh. They're very brave. So in the training, they tell you that if your co-worker comes up to you and says, there's a time loop we're going to blow up in 10 seconds, you're supposed to just kind of stand there and take it.
0: Yeah. Well, it's like, it's sort of like you have to weigh, it's like an, like, it almost becomes more crazy that somebody would make it up after a certain point, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they are out in space. And they did they did have some skepticism. I will say there was a, so there was a moment in the episode where, um Stamets asked uh Burnham to tell him a secret, um so that he could right. quickly identify himself as knowing something about her that she didn't tell him, right. And she and just she, picked something she,
1: absolutely savage.
0: Yeah. Well, she so she said that she's never been in love, right? Which is mm-hmm. I took a lot of umbrage with that because that's like not specific enough. <laughs> anybody could say that about anybody. Yeah. It's like okay. And- it's like more a more, it's like, like a TV Mr. psychic Mr. or something.
1: Hippie dippy space mushrooms comes up to you and says that like you're not gonna you're not gonna go oh wow he really um he really must know what he's talking about.
0: Yeah, I thought the idea was to it has to be something specific that you wouldn't couldn't have known. Not this like cl- yeah quality judgment. Like you you have a you know when you were growing up you had a you know a dog named uh, Kevin. And he had, he ate your slipper or something like that, you know. Is -hmm. Kevin a good name for a dog? Uh,
1: Is Kevin who a dog?
0: Is Kevin a good name for a dog?
1: It's uh, not if you're talking to Lieutenant Stamets. (laughs) He's a little bit sensitive around Kevin.
0: Kevin? Was there a Kevin in the show? Oh, Spacey! Oh my (laughs) god. Spacey on the brain. Uh, this is apparently the first um, episode of Star Trek in general mm-hmm. that has not had a teaser before the credits.
1: Oh, yeah. I Yeah, that was weird. I didn't really get the reason for it. I guess um, uh, just with the structure of the time loop, that's the only way that they could make it work.
0: Yeah. I think they could have had easily had the uh, the first like um, party sequence happen before the credits mm. um, but then it's like there's really nothing much to kick us into the credits like oh there's a space whale what? and then the credits
1: yeah it's a like kind of a bit long for a teaser
0: yeah so like there's there wouldn't be much to show there, yeah, without spoiling the episode. Well,
1: what they did for cause and effect was they just skipped to the, the ship blowing up, um, for, for the opening,
0: that's right, for and the cold like, open. What? so they couldn't yeah. do that again.
1: And then, yeah, it's just flying through. And, and you watch that episode for the first time and you go, Wait, what the, 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 they played the episode wrong? Mm-hmm. There's, been an, there's been an error, a yeah. mistake has been made.
0: But then you Real. realize All becomes they're, just, clear. they're having fun with you. And they're having fun with, with science.
1: Yeah, the theory of the Mobius.
0: Mm-hmm. Neutrogena T-gel. Um, <laughs> Should I play As, the T-gel commercial for this podcast?
1: Uh, absolutely. You, so you could like, play us out with that or something. Yeah, I will. Um, dig it up here. I, uh, was, uh, the, the, the Gormaganda kind of seemed like something that we would have heard of before, like space. Well, I know we've encountered spacefaring species before, um, but, uh, this was a new one.
0: Yeah. I mean, if there, if, if you set up a, that spacefaring creatures can exist, then you can just sort of assume that there are different varieties, right?
1: Yeah, um, I heard some people say um, uh, that uh, it was really dumb to beam the Gormaganda into an Earth-level gravity environment on the on the ship, mm-hmm. because it's a zero G creature and that would just you know cause damage to its organs because it wouldn't be used to existing in gravity. Yeah, um, but. The writers of the show apparently also thought of this, and I only got this on my second viewing because I was watching with headphones. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some very quiet dialogue just before they go down to the, the shuttle bay where some background uh, bridge crew members are talking to each other and say, we can also decrease artificial gravity in the cargo bay. <laughs> so That's, uh, they thought of that.
0: They did, but except for why wouldn't people be bouncing around there then?
1: Um, We're floating. Hmm. They're just, uh, they're very graceful stuff.
0: Magnet personnel. Boots.
1: Yeah, right. It's maybe magnet boots. Mag- magnet boots. You could localize the, the gravity
0: mm-hmm.
1: around people, maybe.
0: Yeah, there, there does seem to be a lot of, like, localized technology in this, like mud, well, mud takes over the computers and he's able to sort of wave his hands and teleport people in specific <laughs> spots right. with, like, hand gestures and things.
1: Uh, very grisly when he um, uh, beams uh, the captain into space.
0: Yeah, yeah that, that, scene, that was actually pretty good. I thought that, <laughs> that scene. It was because, like, that's like that's the kind of thing. Like, I I think I was talking about this with like the all the Klingon corpses floating in space. You just never actually see people out in space or like, you know, are. You're 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 not frequently reminded of the implications of being out in space in Star Trek because oh, there's only a ship, you know, or, and if or things just vaporize and blow up, but like, like uh, yeah, it's, there's no there's no oxygen out there.
1: That'll that'll kill you. Yeah. Um. One of the uh, throwaway lines is that um, uh, Mud had used the time crystal to rob a Betazoid bank, mm-hmm. which is just kind of like, oh yeah, right like do some loops and but uh, if you think about it, Betazoids can read minds
0: Yeah, that's a good point.
1: Complicating factor. Yeah, I would but... be interested to see a writer write their way out of that problem.
0: I mean, I feel like that would be easy you could just like say easy, like you can write a line from Mud where he's like, oh, I used a a uh, Ferengi brain dampener or something like that, and like, oh, oh, that's it." <laughs> right, problem solved.
1: We hadn't met Ferengi's yet.
0: Okay, let's let's change for <laughs> how about Romulan? Um, uh,
1: the, there's a couple of species like the the Zindi from mm-hmm. from um, Enterprise. We we haven't met the Romulans yet on the show either. We we meet them in the original series mm-hmm. and. And the thing with the Romulans is, no one's ever seen them. That's right. Before that, Mm-hmm. so it's like, how do you have a whole whole arc with aliens that no one's ever seen?
0: Yeah. And uh, so, um, mud. So why did he have to rob like such a complicated bank? Like, I get it that there's quite oh, a lot of fun. money in there, but couldn't he? Use that technology to at least do easier stuff.
1: Hmm. Oh, he thinks big. Uh, yeah, Harry Mud. Um,
0: there is kind of like a lot, a lot of Dwight Schrute in him, like, <laughs> like, is like there he, really. He, he, yeah, no, like, like he's like really like really self-aggrandizing. Like he, he seems to be doing this as much as like a game, as uh you know just classic Dwight Schrute. Shrewd stuff, uh huh. Like when Dwight robbed the uh, paper company,
1: right? Dwight is like, um, in two words, Amish fascist.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's that's mud.
1: That's mud. Amish space fascist. Mm -hmm. Um, now, do you remember the bit where he plays very loud classical music on the bridge? Yes. Did you recognize this? No. It is from the opera Lohengrin by uh, Richard Wagner. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to send you a YouTube video so that the folks at home can hear um, the, the, the passage from um, the next part of the opera because it's actually somewhat thematically relevant. Okay. And I wonder if you might might recognize it.
0: Okay, it's playing now.
1: Does that ring any bells at all?
0: Sounds like Here Comes the Bride.
1: Correct. It is Here Comes the Bride. And uh, who should we meet shortly after this but His the Bride, bride. Of Mud. Yeah. And uh, so th- th- it's, it's funny um, this is the Bridal March from Lohengrin um, which became uh, you know popular as as like a something to play when the bride's walking down the aisle um and uh scholars of classical music will um see see some kind of uh humor in this because the the marriage in uh, Lo and green actually doesn't really end very well Mm -hmm. um the the title character is a knight who uh conceals his identity from his wife and keeps secrets from her Mm -hmm. and when she learns his secrets at the end of the opera, he leaves her. Upon which she is stricken with grief and falls down dead.
0: Wow, sort of like <laughs> Padme Amidala.
1: Right, she loses the will <laughs> to live. Just falls down dead before she hits the floor. Yeah. Um, but uh, like they're they're clearly um, doing some parallels here. Yeah. Like this is this is and his wife. He he uh, lies to her mm-hmm because so, he's a lying scumbag
0: at the end of the episode um basically they they trick mud and um sort of turn him in to his um betrothed who he is fleeing from stella mm-hmm. right yep. so does this take us right into the next appearance in the original series
1: not, no, not quite. Okay. Um, but it does take us into the subsequent uh, appearance in season two. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in his first appearance, he's just like a space con man who's having fun, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the, in the second appearance, uh, he, he, he's been kidnapped by a planet of androids and mm-hmm. he's kept as kind of in like a luxurious prison on the android planet. And uh, he gets to make his own androids, and so one that he chose to make was a perfect replica of his wife that he keeps in a closet, <laughs> and when he turns her on, she just, like, nags him, mm-hmm. and he goes, ha, 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 and then he gets the last word and turns her off.
0: Ah, uh, and that's, that android is, is Stella.
1: Yeah, that mm-hmm. android is, is Stella. And she, she's kind of like this old nag. Mm-hmm. Uh, not at all like the kind of... Beautiful young woman that that we see in this episode, mm-hmm. um, and his punishment at the end of that episode is uh, that the Enterprise crew take over the the android facilities and they make five hundred stellar models. Oh man! And <laughs> just let them loose on him. Oh man! Can you think of a worse hell than to be trapped <sighs> with five hundred women?
0: No, that's horrible. Who you
1: ostensibly love?
0: Yeah. It's uh it's interesting that he does these basically horrible crimes and then gets these uh really creative punishments. Like why would they hand him over to civilians at the end of that episode? He, he just yeah, tried to he, he literally murdered the whole ship <laughs> yeah, like fifty no. times. It's like, uh oh, this'll be fun. Have fun with this annoying woman. <laughs> <laughs> Zoinks. Like why not he has to go to jail, right?
1: Yeah, well, I'll tell you why. It's because he's, uh, you know, not dead uh, when he next appears.
0: Yeah, and they just kind of have to
1: ride around that.
0: Mm -hmm. Do you think he'll he will appear again in Discovery?
1: Um, I, I like people have said that. Oh, they expect him to appear again. I think his arc is done.
0: Yeah, it seems to be done.
1: What else could they do with him? Like, oh, he gets another crazy gadget and takes over the ship again. Like, yeah
0: well that's what i was wondering it was like it seems like they sort of tucked him away and from you know into where we're next gonna see him uh and maybe not exactly the case but sort of sort of connect at least added the connected connective tissue to the next version or something like Mm -hmm. that
1: yeah well we'll see i i wouldn't be surprised if he turns up again but um i i think he's pretty much uh Uh, played out his his hand
0: it's like yet again we just run into the prequel problem where it's like there's only so much you can do Mm -hmm. in this limited time before you get to the next version and then it's like are you overlapping it are you changing things and you know not not to not to harp on that but again stop making prequels for christ's sake it's it's not it's not a good way to tell a story
1: Right. No, we we want a uh, like an enterprise F series with um, Captain Riker. Like,
0: uh, why don't they jump another two hundred years into the future? That's what they did for Next Generation.
1: And stop making sequels. Mm -hmm. Just make new things
0: that are different. No, I don't agree with that. I like I like sequels. I don't like prequels. Um.
1: Uh, this is a, an interesting note about something that we weren't talking about. Um, did you know that the episode Cause and Effect was directed by Jonathan Frakes and written by Brandon Braga, mm-hmm. who are both obviously Orville defectors?
0: Yeah. I um, um, I mean, that's not that notable because... I guess not. They both did that for lots and lots and lots of episodes, right?
1: Yes. Um, um do I remember hearing that Frakes was going to direct a Discovery episode?
0: I wouldn't be surprised if he did.
1: I... Mm, yeah, I just he, don't remember. He directed remember one of the movies. No, that or not. He directed uh, two of the movies, pal. Yeah, two of the movies. Yeah.
0: So, um, we have three. a rough count of the number of kills 56 kills which Ouch. memory alpha is saying probably is roughly the number of, of uh, loops um, so that since they're re- repeating what 30 minutes um, they're calculating uh, 28 hours passed since the beginning and end of the episode
1: Okay, not that long. No. In Cause and Effect, it's like uh, sixteen days. Mm-hmm. In The Groundhog Day, it's more than ten years. Mm-hmm. So um, they lucked out.
0: Yeah, not I bad. Guess, just oh, they were lucky they had time uh, had stamets.
1: I guess it was a it was short increments as well. They had a half hour loop, whereas mm-hmm. uh, usually it's a day.
0: So, um, I think we've uh, pretty well covered it. I anything, think we've looped uh, this loop. Anything we missed? Should we just start over again? And just like
1: Yeah, let's go back to the start, and, um, and we'll learn a little more each okay. time we do it.
0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Trek Trudge Discovery. Episode, what is the episode? I can never remember.
1: This, episode 8. 7. This, this it's episode seems, 7.
0: This, I'm getting a little deja vu here.
1: Really? I'm getting uh, a nip, nip nipok.
0: Yeah. What is, I don't know what that.
1: That's, uh, that's the, the Klingon word for deja vu.
0: Oh, I thought it was a, a a Mobius, (laughs) Mobius loop.
1: No, that's, that's only a theory.
0: Okay. Here. Okay. So we're done with this. How about I play the, um, the Neutrogena t Gel commercial. I'll send you the link so you can watch it while I'm playing it here. Because I still don't have a good, um, you know, like, way to play my audio onto Skype. Because uh, I'm not not good at this.
1: Not good at this. Here we go. Well, who is? Really? Hyperkeratosis. Right. Ooh. Hyperkeratosis. Those sound like some unpleasant symptoms. symptoms: persistent, itchy, flaky scalp. Solution: Neutrogena T Gel. It works neutrogena t-gel shampoo recommended number one by dermatologist
0: that's it really good gee. Mm-hmm. gee man okay that's well that's done
1: what what a great time we've had
0: yeah james thanks for for joining this has been a real real blast A little, hey, you a little know Mobius what? loop of enjoyment
1: Let's um let's do the exact same thing next week okay. with uh yeah. with the episode um civis pacem parabellum.
0: And these episode titles are rough. I
1: don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know what to do with that. I love it. More Latin, please. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> do you know what does that translate to? Do you know?
1: It's uh if you want peace, prepare for war.
0: Okay, so they'll presumably have some more more Klingons in it.
1: I think they like war
0: okay well thanks everybody for joining and check us out next time for plus see you later James. bye bye